Hey guys, um, I have the very special privilege to introduce today's chapel speaker. Um, if you don't know him, he's one of the sweetest and smartest guys on campus. Uh, he's graduating this semester with a degree in religion. Um, here he is, Melvin Reyes. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm privileged to be here. It's such a blessing to be able to speak to everyone. Uh, I'm really nervous, okay, so don't judge me if I make mistakes. Uh, just so I can relax a little bit, I'm just going to uh, speak about myself for a bit so that you get to know me. I am a commuter, and uh, I'm an introvert. That's a combination that doesn't add up to friendships. So if I don't, if I don't know you, look, it's because I'm just an introvert and a commuter, all right? It, it's just that's the way it works. I, I spent a lot of time in the library uh, doing my work, being alone. Um, but I have developed some friendships here, and I'm grateful for this community, and I'm grateful for ENC. Uh, also, I was born in, in Honduras. Uh, people find that to be an interesting fact about me. Uh, so English is my second language. If I make mistakes, if you judge me, you're just a bad person. <laughs> okay. I might make mistakes. <laughs> so the, the text that I want to teach from or preach from today is from Hebrews uh, 12.1. And this text has been uh, formational in my life and in my church lately, actually. Uh, we had a series, and we ended the series with this text. And I think uh, we, we were fed a lot on it. And in my own life, I feel like I've been listening to God through it. So this is what it says, Hebrews 12.1. Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Just to give this text a little bit of context, in Hebrews 11, uh, the writer of Hebrews, we don't know who it is, uh, but we, we can kind of assume he's an apostle, or he's someone that's teaching the church. And he, in, in chapter 11, right before this verse, he's actually talking about faith, right? He defines faith, what is faith, and then he gives many examples of what faith, of faithful people, people that walked towards God and faithfulness. I find it interesting that all the people that he mentions uh, are in scripture, but all the people that he mentions are not perfect people. They are people with flaws. They're people that make mistakes. But here, they are still considered faithful. Because they believed in God. Because they believed in what he could do for them. And they believed that they could trust in him in times of trouble. Yeah, something that is in common in all the heroes of faith. The chapter 11 is called the Hall of Faith because it has the heroes of faith. Uh, something they all have in common is that they all went through some type of trouble. They all had some difficulty. But in that difficulty, they believed in God. They believed in God. And I believe... That chapter 12, verse, verse 1, is he is trying to inspire us to walk faithfully, to walk like those did, right? Um, I don't know if you, if you guys have role models. I have role models. I have people that I'm like, I want to be like that. I want to be like that. I, I, they, they have something special. I, they're a great example in my life. Here, the writer of Hebrews is trying to set the, the, the arena, the He's trying to set the scenario so that you might want to be faithful as well. He's trying to give you examples and role models so that you might want to be faithful. 
Now, walking faithfully is not an easy thing, and, and we see that in Hebrews 12.1. It says, uh, therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. Now, the weight is ambiguous, right? It, uh, it doesn't say what kind of things we have to let go of, what kind of things we have to set aside, but I think it's ambiguous for a reason. Because something that might weigh me down is not necessarily something that might weigh you down. And I think it's important to notice that it says every weight and not just the weight that is convenient for you or the weight that, you know, feels right or the one thing that is bothering you. No, it says to let go of everything, to let go of everything before the race. You see, there is requirements. There are requirements to enter the race. I mean, you're not going to go into a race with a backpack full of rocks. You're not going to do that. If you want to run this race, you're going to have to be light. You see runners in the streets, even in wintertime, with short shorts, tank tops, you know, they're showing skin because they want to be light. They want to be light. They don't want to have the heavy stuff on them. They want to run the race to win, or they want to run because they have a goal in mind. So I think we have to do the same. When we think about every weight, there are things that weigh us down. They're just, simp- it's just simple as that. But then uh, it gets, he gets a little more specific here when he says, in the sin that clings so closely. You see, sin is a bit different. I feel as though sin has the potential to uh, bring us down. Sin has the potential to stop our race. Other versions say uh, the, the sin that entangles us. Because sin is kind of like a trap. Sin is kind of like a trap. And as I'm saying this, I know, I know there might be pushback because no one likes to talk about their things, their weaknesses, their struggles, right? The things that they do wrong. No one likes to talk about that. But here, he is challenging, he is challenging us to live faithfully. And in order to live faithfully towards God, there are two requirements to persevere in the race. Lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely. So sin becomes a problem for us. It can, it can stop us. It becomes an obstacle between you and God, between the race that is set before you. And we can't let it be an obstacle. Or, in other words, we make it a problem. It doesn't have to be. And then uh, I find it interesting how he says, let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us. Let us run with perseverance. You will never hear those words when the task ahead of you will, is easy, Right? No one's going to tell you to persevere uh, through that walk in the park. Or no one's going to tell you to persevere when it's a piece of cake. Right? People tell you to persevere when it's difficult. They tell you to persevere through school. Right? Academics are hard. Getting good grades are hard. They tell you to persevere through that. They tell you to persevere through you know, a tough job, a struggle. Because it's difficult. You know, it's the, the task ahead of you will be difficult. And here he is painting a picture of a difficult task because the, in order to persevere, I mean, perseverance is only necessary for a long run, right? It's not necessary for a sprint. For a sprint, you need a lot of power, right? But for a, for a long run, for a marathon, you need perseverance. You need endurance. Right? I found out the other day that th- there exists such thing as a 100-mile marathon. I don't know who came up with the inhumane idea of a 100-mile marathon, but it exists. And people who run those races, they need the endurance. 
they need to persevere through the pain. I don't know about you, but I can't run for my life, okay? I'm, I'm so serious. I, I just, I can't breathe. <laughs> I can't breathe. It's just how it works. You see, I, I, I run kind of weird. I run fast, but I cannot run long distance. That's just how I work, right? When, even when I'm playing sports, I like almost die. I've almost passed out like three times. This is no joke. This is no joke. Because I'm so focused on my goal that I forget to breathe. I'm so focused on the ball or wherever I have to go that I forget to breathe. If we're going to run this race, if we're going to have the endurance, we have to know what are the things that we need to develop. You need a steady pace, right? You need, a steady, you need steady breathing for a race. No marathon runner is going to go full on, full force right at the beginning. No, they start jogging. They start with a steady pace. And I think if we're going to walk towards God, we need a steady pace. One of the things that has been drilled into me these past uh, couple of years at ENC is that practices shape who you are. That practices shape your identity, right? And what you do on a daily basis matters. What you do on a daily basis can affect your life. And it's important that we realize if we want to run the race with perseverance like he is trying to inspire us to do, we must get rid of the things that don't allow us to keep going forward, but we must also develop some habits, some good, steady habits that keep us in the race. Now, I did this for myself at the beginning of the year. I think it's a really good opportunity to start over. Uh, I started, I wanted to develop more prayer, more scripture, because I wanted to get closer to God. So, and uh, we have to be able to fight, you know, through the discomfort and the pain in the, in the race. But, and, and it is difficult. Like, the writer of Hebrews doesn't even attempt to, uh, to explain how hard it is to let go of something, right? To get rid of a weight. He doesn't even attempt to explain how hard it is to even get rid of sin. It's something difficult. You mean you're asking me to change the way I live, the way I've lived for so many years? You mean you're asking me to let go of that hatred or unforgiveness towards someone? You mean you're asking me to change my lifestyle? You're asking for transformation here. You're asking something that might make me uncomfortable. And the truth is that it's supposed to be like that. It's supposed to be like that. He is challenging you because he is challenging to He's challenging you to be faithful, right? He's telling you, I want you to be faithful. Look, this is what faith is. These are the examples. But in order for you to run with perseverance, you must let go of everything. And that's going to be difficult. Letting go of things will be difficult. It is difficult for me. And we must, we must, but we must know that in this difficulty, there is a lot of hope. There is a lot of hope. Because no one is exempt from difficulty. No one is, is, is exempt from, uh, from suffering, from pain. Everybody will experience that. But suffering in the race, following Christ, there is hope in that race. One of the hopes is that we can do this together, right? Uh, he says to let us run the race with perseverance. He's not just merely telling a person to run. He's saying let us run together. Let us run together this race. Because it's something that you cannot do by yourself. You see, I wouldn't be here. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the influence of my pastors who are here today. They have influenced my life. They have been with me in my struggle, right? You need other people. 
You see, that's the thing. You need other people. You can't, I don't think there's such thing as an individual Christian. You need others in order to follow God, in order to follow Christ. And I think he makes that clear here when he says, let us run the race with perseverance. So if you want to run, if you want to run far, you need others to help you. Whether you're an introvert or not, you need others to help you. You need others to help you along the race and help you with those struggles. And uh, the last thing I want to talk about is the focus. The focus with which we have to run. Because he says to let go. He says to, to get rid of sin. He says to run with perseverance, but he doesn't say the how. This task seems too difficult. But then I believe that in Hebrews 12, 2, he explains the how. And he says, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. There is no other way you can do this. There is no other way you can get rid of your sin by yourself. Actually, he's the one that forgives sin. There's no other way that you can get, set aside that weight if it's not going on someone. And Jesus is willing to take that weight for you. And Jesus is willing to forgive that sin that can so easily entangle you before the race. I believe that Jesus is the focus of this message. You see, he's been preparing, he's been preparing the text, his readers, to think faith. What is faithfulness? But then he points towards Christ, who is the pioneer and perfecter. You see, he commences the race. He starts you off in faith when you believe in him, when you trust in him. But he's also at the finish line waiting for you. But it's, it's the way Jesus works is that he's also with you at your side. He also runs right beside you. It's just the way he works. He wants to have a relationship with you. But again, in order for that to happen, there is something we have to do, right? Um, I think the writer of Hebrews is, is, is kind of being blunt about how we ought to do this, how we must get rid of every weight and how, you know, that might be a, more of a process than a one-time thing, than a one-time decision, because it's difficult. It's not easy. But he is a pioneer and perfecter of our faith. You see, he showed us how to walk. If anyone ran the race and suffered in the race, it was Jesus Christ. And he suffered it for you. And he suffered it for me. You see, he didn't just suffer for the sake of suffering. He endured the cross. And the rest of chapter 12 um, talks about that. It talks about how he endured the pain, the suffering. Because he was thinking of you. I believe he was thinking of you. He was thinking of us. As we would... Uh, we would be able to be with God. Sin, sin is a problem, but Jesus is a solution to that problem. As we look towards him, we can run the race faithfully. As we look towards him, as the one who starts the race and the one that's with us during the race, we can walk in faithful ways. So he is the ultimate example of the way we ought to live. He sacrificed. He sacrificed a lot. And I think at some point, we have to be able to make sacrifices as well. It is especially true that in our generation, I think uh, we like things to go to be easy. We like things to stay comfortable. And we fall in love with a gospel that doesn't challenge us. And we fall in love with a gospel that doesn't require transformation. And I think uh, the true gospel, 
the gospel of Jesus Christ, this, it is a gospel of love, but the, a love that sacrificed. A love that was willing to endure the pain. A love that was willing to stay faithful to the end. And Jesus is the ultimate example of that. And uh, I believe that wherever, I don't know where you are, right? I don't know where you are in your life. And uh, I don't know if you're in the race. I don't know if he's inviting you to the race or if, or if you have to let go of something. Or if you know that there is sin between you and God and, and you need Jesus to, to bridge the gap. But this message has been super instrumental in my life. Because it has taught me. It has taught me that it's okay to, it's okay to suffer, right? You see, in 2019, well, not... When I, when I think about 2019, I don't think about sunshine and rainbows. I don't think it will be a perfect year. But I know it will be a year in which I will try to, to my best to endure and persevere in him, right, with others. Because I can't do it by myself. And what I'm trying to do is encourage you. You know, I don't know what your struggles are. I'm trying to encourage you to walk faithfully, to enter the race. Because he, he is the ultimate example. If, if we look at him... He makes the race possible. He makes the race possible for us. So we're going to have a moment of prayer. We're going to have a, a moment of, we're going to sing a song, and we're going to pray to God. And I don't know where you are, but, but I want our eyes closed, and I want you to, to make a decision. I mean, what are you going to do? If this, is what, if this is what the Word is saying, if this is what the Word is requiring, you have a choice to make. And no one, obviously, no one's going to force you to do it. It is your life. It is what you do. But you have a choice to make. Here he invites us to let go. He invites us to make some sacrifices. Paul says it this way, offer your bodies as living sacrifices. Because sometimes it requires a sacrifice to follow Jesus Christ. And it is not always easy. And as, as we pray, we sing the song, uh, we keep our eyes closed. But if you, have, if, you have, if you have to do something, if you have to pray to God and, and surrender everything, if you, if you want to do that today, you have a chance to come up to the altar. Or if maybe you want to let go of something, you, you can just sit there and uh, pray to God. But if, if, if you want... you. You can do this however you want. You can stand up. You can stay seated. You can come up to the altar. But we're going to pray to him. And we're going to ask that he helps us to be faithful in this race. Thank you so much for this message. Thank you, Lord, for your faithfulness. Because even when we are unfaithful, even when we make mistakes... When we sin against you, you are still faithful, God. Because your grace is sufficient for us. Help us, Lord, to walk towards you in faithfulness. To persevere even when it gets difficult. To persevere even when we experience pain. Help us, Lord, to do this together. 
because it's not possible to do it alone. Help us, Lord, to do it together and to look to you as our focus, as the ultimate example of sacrifice of love, of faithfulness. God, if there's anyone here, I offer this prayer of forgiveness. Lord, we want to apologize for offending you, for sinning against you, for carrying weight that we don't have to. And we let go of that today, Lord. We let go so that we can run towards you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your work in this campus, for what you're doing here. Thank you for speaking to us today. In the name of Jesus. Praise God from whom.